Virus ain't gone just yet. January tracks up. December drumming all up. Chinese classes a go-go. And episode number 36, finally here. Folks, it is Wednesday, January 4th, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky. Hope you're doing well. And um, yeah, we have a bit of a, a re- not not just a resurgence, a repeat. <laughs> Oh, that's not good. We have the reappearance of these net boxes on the street. What net boxes am I talking about? I'm talking about the net testing stations that were all taken away a month ago when magically the whole uh, virus disappeared from China. And it was downgraded from like an actual virus to like just a common cold or, uh, you know, the seasonal flu. Well, they're back. Why are they back? Well, uh, was it yesterday or two days ago? I was talking about how some countries have uh, instituted restrictions on uh, uh, people coming in from China. So uh, like Hong Kong, Japan, uh, the uh, Canada, yeah, USA, the UK, a lot of places around the world. There's about 15 or 20 countries that have restrictions on people who are coming from China or through their sort of, um, what do you call those, connections. Like So it's even Toronto, Vancouver, places like that. So uh, you can't uh, uh, very easily, I guess, you can't get to the connection if you can't get into the country anyway. So uh, the issue is that now that they want a negative NAT test before you board the plane uh, or the train, I guess, because if they're going to Vietnam or Malaysia, like, well, Vietnam and then continue on sort of thing, or if they're flying, uh, some of these places uh, want a negative NAT test before they even get onto uh, the the flight. So this is... uh, a repeat, <laughs> a do-over of 2020. Hopefully not. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully not. I mean, it's. Uh, I thought we were over this, um, but uh, given the fact that, I mean, so many cases were detected so quickly, uh, I guess the other countries just don't want to deal with it. They're like, no, um, we've we've been doing been doing very well without your people coming in recently, um, and we'll uh, continue to do well. If we prevent the flow of people, especially the sick ones who are coming from your country, that seems to be what the message is. So, uh, and I, I, I can't blame them because uh, how many times has the media reported, uh, you know, how many sick cases on this flight? These foreigners coming into the country and coming into China, you know, spreading the virus. They've been detected and stuff like that, uh, and then banning flights from those countries. So, I don't know. Hopefully, this doesn't go on too long uh it's a yeah straight don't know if it will i suspect it won't i suspect china does want to open up uh so what might happen is that either yeah i'd it'd be fun to consider a conspiracy theory where you know a couple like last month uh i spoke about this uh chinese so this NAT uh, testing company that was magically there, uh, always present at an outbreak sort of thing, right? Like they they just managed to find the virus all the time. And it does kind of beg the question, like, well, if they could find the virus all the time, um, could these new testing stations not find the virus? You understand? 
basically, unless these the flights and these countries are conducting their own in-house testing of the NAT, of the virus, how do you check whether or not the results are authentic? I mean, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. I'm sure. I sh- hope they've thought of this. I mean, I could. This isn't just like podcast conspiracy theory. This is like governmental policy. You would assume that someone else who actually gets paid to think of this stuff would think of it and say something and institute some sort of uh, arrangements for this sort of thing. So, uh, but uh, so that's the big sort of change uh, that I saw in my simple walk from my apartment to Starbucks this morning. That's it. <laughs> Why did you go to Starbucks this morning there, Stephen? Big spender. I'm like, yeah, because I, I have coffee in my apartment, but I'm like, I haven't left my compound in a couple of days. I should leave, <laughs> you know, just to see if the world still exists or whatever. But uh, yeah, that was, it was kind of funny. So yeah, I'll, I'll just go grab a coffee and come on back. Uh, it was a late start in work today. Uh, very late start, actually. So matter of fact, so late, I was able to do my afternoon, my morning, my typical morning workout in the afternoon. I didn't do my morning workout, and I've, I've started to sort of understand why uh, to change the topic away from the virus already. Um, the so I've been uh, yesterday. I talked about booking chi- Chinese classes and stuff like that, and I have done. I had another Chinese class today as well. Uh, tomorrow at lunch, I will have another class. Um, I don't know if I'll. I have to find, I think I want to find someone to take me through the HSK book, just because it would be nice to have someone just to go through it again, just to make sure I'm clear on this stuff, uh, to tell you the truth. Uh, if I can find someone who's um, cheap, <laughs> that'd be better. Uh, but uh, that's sort of the plan. Um, and what I've noticed is that with this, uh, like doing these two-a-days, up until recently, up until about December, I was doing two-a-days, uh, two two workouts a day, right? So, in the morning and in the afternoon. Uh, recently, throughout December, it, it got really cold. Um, not so, it wasn't so much like I didn't really, I didn't notice the dark because I wasn't out there anyway before seven thirty. I uh, just got really demotivated. The virus hit and everything uh, hit like I was infected as well. Uh, but the idea being that if I can do my Chinese vocab early in the morning. It's like one checkbox, right? I have yet to find a way to be able to study Chinese while running. And I, I, was, I was looking at this. Whether or not if I got like a pair of Google glasses or Xiaomi glasses or whatever, like those smart glasses, could I program them? Or is there an APP or whatever? How do they link to your smartphone? I'm thinking like if they display stuff, then that means there must be a way for them to display your phone screen, which that means that you could look at your flashcards, right? And if you were running on a track, like if you weren't, I wouldn't do this if I was running through traffic or like outside of the compound, but within the compound, you know, just a standard track where you know the the route, you kind of uh, are aware of the environment and everything and the people around you uh, might be an idea. But then it's like, well, wait a minute, if you're doing flashcards, how are you? going through the cards how are you flipping through them so this is something that like i i don't know exactly how to fix it but uh it certainly was an idea and i was thinking that wouldn't that be just so cool if uh they had the smart glasses uh so that you could like read books while you're running of course well, people are like well that's what audiobooks are for i'm like yep yeah, but 
that's one way to do it. You can't do it with like what, what if you are reading something that you don't actually understand, <laughs> which is like if I was reading Chinese or if I was reading um, like a science book or something like that, uh, which would require me more to look at the words and be able to go back through them. How do you flip pages? That'd be one question. The other thing is like, how do you still maintain that concentration on what's ahead of you sort of thing, like when, you, when you're running? Uh, so this is a, of course, it's a safety issue. But again, it would be, you know, be smart about these things. It's it's in the name, smart glasses, right? Smart people use smart glasses because they're not dumb and they won't do something like, I don't know, run through a busy traffic intersection while reading a book and they're their glasses, right? 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 People don't do that. So, anyway, I was thinking about that. Did I uh, have one class today with uh, uh, this lady who I said I was going to... I wanted help to make uh, like little presentations. And the idea being that if I ever took a class, like a university class, a Chinese high-level um, class, they would probably ask you to do a presentation at some point. And so the idea that I wanted to do is go through sort of a, a, a run-through of these things, of making um, classroom-like presentations about certain topics. Today we talked about sports, I think, because she, she was like, this is the easiest one to do. <laughs> yeah, but the, the problem with it is that the sports that I do, like, you know, lifting the kettlebells, the steel maces, um, you know, the high-intensity interval training, which, uh, let's see, I, I got this one, Gao Xin... Gao Chang Du Jian Xie Xun Lian. Gao Chang Du Jian Xie Xun Lian. So that's a high, in, high intensity interval training. My other teacher has told me about this. I know this. I remember asking her about this. Same with uh, Bo Bi Tiao, uh, mountain climbers uh, or burpees or something like that. So I've gone through this terminology before and I was kind of going, but Stephen, this is why you bought like. Uh, was it fitness and muscle and fitness or fitness and beauty, whatever the uh, the one that's on sale here. Like that's why you bought these these health magazines a while ago, right? Was to learn it. The issue with this, of course, is that it's written and I don't know the characters. So part of this exercise, like even this teacher was like, well, you could write it down first. I'm like, the issue is that I don't know. It takes me longer to go through all of this than to speak it, explain it, and then we can translate it as we go uh, and then add whatever we need to sort of thing um, so that was sort of the idea that I had with these sort of classes where I'd be asking her like giving their, her this sort of specialist terminology and she'd be able to look it up you know and give me the best sort of translation uh, uh, possible sort of thing um, I understand yeah preparation uh, the preparation would be more like uh, for me, it would be more of the what topic do I want to talk about? How do I want to present it? Um, I guess the other thing I could do is prepare like a presentation almost. Like actually go, do a rough version of the presentation before class and then um, approach her, like a, go through the presentation with her, uh, in either in English or Chinese, and then be able to do something like that. Just Again, this is just my own exercise. This is nothing formal. This is nothing uh, huge. Uh, what I might do actually is uh, do some videos of this on uh, my language vlog. So that's one place I was actually about what, thinking about posting some of these class notes. It would just be 
me going through the class notes that I have, kind of like how people review their their own sort of class notes or uh, um, their progress and stuff like that. That's exactly what I'd be doing. January and December drumming, both updated. Have not worked on the track today because I've been working on episode number thirty six. And also, I've been working on a new video for my language vlog, which I've just released, just posted it. Uh, you can check that out on my, it's, it's Stephen's Language Vlog on YouTube. That's my, uh, that's where I keep all my sort of English uh, language teaching stuff and my Chinese learning and stuff like that. So uh, it's all more language associated rather than travel related sort of thing. So um, I was working on that, uh, but uh, I did manage to get um, all December drumming the full track list is now available to stream uh, through Anchor.fm or through Spotify. Search my name, Stephen Sersky. Uh, I put it all under the uh, the typical audio blog link, um, and I've also put a link to that stream on my website as well under the uh, December Drumming uh, page. So you can take a look at that and have a listen. Uh, let me know what you think. I mean, would, do you want to listen to? I think it's 62 minutes of drumming. <laughs> wow. That's a lot. It's intention intensive. So, um, yeah, th- there you go. Uh, it's all uh, streamed for free. Um, w- would you pay for it? <laughs> I was thinking about uh, putting up donation links. I was also thinking, oh, this got me. This, I was like, well, wait a minute. If Bandcamp, because the idea be- behind like getting paid and stuff like that, uh, it's a nice idea. And up until this year... It's kind of like uh, I wasn't. I was using a lot of other people's stuff in the first couple of years of doing stuff, like, like heavily borrowing and stuff like that. This year was sort of the first one I kind of did all on my own. Like this was all just me going through it, sort of thing. And same with January uh, that I'm working on right now. It's all my own ideas. Uh, so it, it does come down to the sort of like well. Not what's my time worth, because my time is worth it to go through this. Okay, let's make that very clear. It's worth it to go through it. Is it worth it to charge for it or be open to the idea of being given like donations? Busking. I've had this idea for a long time and was thinking, well, well, Bandcamp would be one way to do it. But they require WAV files is what I've talked about before. What about if I went on to Patreon? Now, this is what uh, this seems to be the the new way of having subscriptions and stuff like that. Um, you know, again, it's it's I guess it's free to sign up. You can make it pretty cheap as well, two three bucks a, a month. And I was thinking, well, but what would I do? <laughs> like, um, what would I do? Because I really saw this December drumming and the January stuff every day. Um, like, is 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 that the four dollar cap? Or the $5? Or is it like, do I record it and then just release it over the year? Uh, I'd much rather just have it like an album, a one-off payment, than, you know, uh, sort of a an ongoing subscription base. Although an ongoing subscription sounds good. You know, that's, I mean, hey, that's what a paycheck is, right? <laughs> Online, that's an ongoing subscription to your employer. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that's funny. I guess. So, something like that. Maybe, hmm, I will think about this. This is a good idea. This is a, got me, the gears are returning up in the old noggin. And boy, is it ever getting old, I tells you. Not that old. Reading this book, Bill Brace and the Body, he's saying, 
chances are you're going to live to 80. Well, I'm, I'm going for a little bit older than that with good quality of life as well. All of that moving on. Episode number 36. Finally, I'm I'm sick of it. I don't want to I don't want to listen to it. I don't want to look at it. I think I got the levels good enough. Um, one of the things that uh, I was that I had this episode was actually a lot easier to do to post produce because I was using my DJI microphones that I bought a couple months ago. And I was talking about that. I've, gave, I've given you some samples of them before, but in the meantime, I've been able to sort of um, try them out a little bit more in sort of real-world situations, such as uh, recording a podcast. And this one, like, so I did actually record it with um, both the DJI microphones and then also the uh, the Zoom H4n. And I was going to sync them up just in case, right? And then, you know what I found? They're not syncing. They're not, al- they're not aligning properly. Why? Well, I'm guessing because DJI records at topmost 48,000 kilohertz, whereas with the H4n, I usually record it at 96,000, which is an obscenely high uh, rate, bit rate for, uh, like, it's, I think it's 24 or 32 bit. Uh, DJI, I think, is only 24 bit. I hope I recorded at 24 bit. 24 bit, um, 48,000 kilohertz, whereas the Zoom H4n goes at like 32-bit, maybe it's 24-bit tops, and then 96,000 kilohertz. It's it's a lot. So that might have something to do with it. Uh, a, a massive difference. I guess I could have converted it to uh, 48,000 first. That would, uh, hmm. oh well, didn't need to. The one thing I wanted to try to do actually is to see if there was a major difference um, and send out some samples. I might still do that, just to tell you the truth. Um, I could do that. I mean, I guess I could do that with the DJI, but I want to try it with a real-world situation uh, in which, um, you know, it's actually being used in a situation that you would actually encounter this problem in. Anyway, so, episode number 36 uh, of my podcast, now available on Spotify, Apple, and Google, and also on my website as well, uh, is, worth a, uh, is with a gentleman called named Kurt Hamilton. Now, Kurt Hamilton was is a sports performance coach, and he's uh, uh, he was working in China for about four years uh, with a lot of the Olympic teams uh, here in China. And we randomly met at uh, Plan B a few months ago. I can't remember. Uh, last summer, I guess it was. And we just got talking, of course, drinking and everything. For, for a guy who is looks to be in very good shape and as a sports performance coach, he talks a lot about drinking, to tell you the truth, a lot about pub crawls and everything. Um, but uh, so we got talking, uh, and uh, he, he had interesting stories. So I was like, well, yeah, you should be on my podcast if you're willing, of course. And he was like, yeah, sure, that'd be kind of cool. I'm like, Why not? So... We ended up uh, just at the beginning of December. We sat down. We had a conversation. He came on over. Uh, he actually brought uh, something called Sambienjo, uh, which is, um, I think it, it's uh, three penis alcohol. Three dick penis. Yeah, so he, he gives the story at the beginning of uh, this episode. Uh, so I will uh, give you guys a little bit of a, a taste. <laughs> 
a little bit of a clip after this episode. You can have a listen uh, to what Kurt, Kurt Hamilton has to say. But we talk a lot a bit. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, his travels throughout China. Some portions about nutrition and fitness, especially as it pertains to uh, Chinese food and how it works. Because I, I thought that was a very good. Um, I thought that was something I was interested. In. I want to know about like Chinese diet. Is, is it? Can you build muscle on the Chinese diet? Can you be healthy on the Chinese diet? Um, and then, of course, where he's going next, because he's not in China anymore. We recorded this literally two days before he left Beijing, and he left China about um, within a week after this episode is recorded. He hasn't heard it yet, so uh, I'm going to be sending that to him as well uh, very shortly. But again, this is episode number 36 uh, of my podcast with Kurt Hamilton. Stay tuned. After today's episode, after today's audio digest, for a, a little bit of a clip from that episode number 36. And if you want to listen to the whole thing, of course, head on over to uh, Spotify, Apple, or Google. Steven Sersky Podcast is uh, uh, the series that I'm running on for that one. Or head over to my website, uh, stevensersky.com, where you can uh, see the show notes and uh, download the MP3 for your own keepsies. Righto? Folks, I will leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks vids as well up on my website stevensterski.com and this is now a sample of episode number 36 of the steven sterski podcast with kurt hamilton here it is have a good one folks we'll talk again bye bye all right so curtis or kurt hamilton Just kurt hamilton kurt hey, hamilton no uh, <laughs> you've brought beverages yeah what is this that we're having it's called san bien joe san bien joe and you described it as what it's traditional Chinese medicine that's good for men. So it's right. made with a series of herbs and baijiu and three animal dicks. All right, so let's try this. Dude, I appreciate it. It's a small sipper. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, it's not bad. That um, It burns like baijiu, but it has a bit of, a bit of flavors in it as the, well. So. The base is baijiu, so it's, it's basically like infused alcohol. Right. So. Where did you get this? <laughs> Uh, it's kind of a long story actually with it. Not too long. I, I have to give some background for it. Okay. <laughs> I was living, uh, in rural China training one of the Chinese Olympic teams and right. I had another American join the team and he was just super sick of drinking only Baijiu and like Qingdao beers everywhere we went. He's like, I just want like a Coke and whiskey or something like that. Right. I was like, oh, I used to live in uh, Beijing and people used to talk about mixing some brown Baijiu with Coke and it tasted pretty good. So maybe we could try that. So we just went to the store and we started buying all the brown liquors we could see because neither of us could read anything at the time. And eventually, over like a month, we found one that was really good. So we just, there was no bars in this town. So we'd go to this little like arcade mm-hmm. and just have some drinks on the weekend and chit chat and drink this. We did that for like a month. And then my girlfriend at the time was FaceTiming me and she's like, what are you drinking? Like, there's no such thing as brown baijiu because baijiu translate as white alcohol. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Like, like, I actually have a bottle. Let me go grab it and you can tell me what it is. So I held it up to her and she read it and was like, you're drinking three animal dick alcohol. Which <laughs> animal dicks do you know? That time, that is a more like mainstream one. You can find it actually in pretty much any little shop in china oh and, yeah it's one yeah. of the so it comes in a clear bottle but it's uh brown, brown. color and yeah did it have a tiger on it or something uh some of them do uh, right. they don't have the tiger dick in it it's usually uh it's a tiger paw i thought uh it has yeah the the logo for one of them but it has deer rabbit and 
I can't remember the other one. Yeah, like the traditional the, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they have like very specific things to it, like like the rabbits really breed a lot or whatever, so that's good for men, whatever for all. <laughs> Do you think it's true? <laughs> no. 